This is the Liberation Queen podcast, where we talk about art of the feminine energy, manifestation, inner work, and leading a turned-on sensual life. I'm your host, Anna Maria Janish, feminine embodiment mentor, manifestation coach, and a Liberation Queen. If you're ready to leave everything that is no longer serving you and step into your power to magnetize all your desires, then welcome to Liberation. Let's talk. Hello, my Liberation Queens, and welcome to another episode. And today I have this beautiful guest of mine that I'm bringing on this podcast, my friend Diana, and she is an intimacy coach. We just connected deeply and we resonate with each other so much. And she has been going through very similar period as me, you know, as I was speaking about ego debt in the last episode. So, um, Diana, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and let's dive deep into this topic of ego death and not resonating with our desires anymore, because that can be a really scary and hard period. Yes, thank you, Anna, Anna Maria. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm so happy to be here today with all of you. Um, so my name is Diana Chioka. I'm an intimacy coach and I, my passion is to work with women around their sexuality, around building beautiful, deeply connected relationships and also money, uh, empowerment. So when I use the term intimacy coach, I really see everything in life as an intimate relationship. And in a way we do relate to the world around us. So when you heal your uh, relational patterns, I feel like life gets to open and expand for you. So that's that's where the term intimacy coach is coming. And yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this because, as you said, we had a similar journey. Oh, it was really hard and really painful for me. You know, I have been through a lot of this spiritual awakening in the, in the past and not all of them have been this hard and this long. So this one really took me by surprise and I was not prepared because, as I said, I thought that I was really strong in my brand and I thought that I knew where I was going and I was happy with that. But, you know, some things started to happen where I was asking myself and really questioning myself, like, do I really actually want this? And am I this person? Because, you know, um, in human design with the open head and open uh, G center, um, I would usually lose myself pretty quickly if I was not in alignment completely with myself. And I would just soak up this noise of other people and their desires and their experiences. And I thought that this is what I have to do, too. And it felt like mine, but it wasn't mine. And um recognizing those two things like when your desires are actually yours and when they're not and knowing the difference I think this is so important because you know I I was talking with one of my clients not so long ago actually about thinking that we desire certain things to go into our journey and later on realize that this is not what we want this is not who we are supposed to be even so the confusion comes like 
what do we actually want? And then, you know, what happened to me when I was uh, on the social media, I started to realize some things and see some patterns and some shadows that I haven't seen before. You know, when you're uh, following certain people and something just seems off, like it feels really, really good. And then it's just like something changes and it feels off. And that is what I felt with some of my mentors and some people that I really resonated with before. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is off. Something's not right. I don't know if if I'm changing, if they have been changing or what has been happening. So when I stopped, I realized that I was going through this like ego death too. And that I no longer resonate with certain things. But the good thing is that Right now, I can go back and, you know, still be in their containers, in their energy, but also leave some stuff that I don't resonate with. I don't have to 100% agree with them, and that's completely okay. Mm. Yes, I love that, and I recognize so much of what you said around the open head. My first two centers are open in human design, also my ego. So I really recognize that absorbing of everything and anyone online and all these ideas, and that it has been my journey in the last few months, especially since I decided to talk more about business in my own brand. And that decision was based on the fact that I thought in the beginning, that was the intention. People don't speak enough to how difficult it can be to be an entrepreneur. And again, from that idea of intimacy, can we build that intimacy in our business with our Mm -hmm. clients, with ourselves, with our brands? But then as I was speaking to business (laughs) in my own brand, I felt like I, I got distracted. Like I started focusing more on the money stuff and believe that if I didn't make seven figures or this much money, then I wasn't a good enough coach. So like you said, also like some shadows started to emerge in inside of me and my behavior around social media and lots of comparison of myself to others. And then I was like, okay, this has to stop. And can I go back to the beginning to why did I start this business at all in the first place and find my deeper truth and then that deeper truth was not that I didn't start this to be a millionaire although that is okay if it happens I'm open to it but I started this out of a deep passion to help women and empower women and help them heal so I stopped paying attention And of course, it's an unfolding process, but like stop paying attention to the money, but paying attention to my service and the pleasure I get out of doing this work. Mm -hmm. I resonate with that so much. And many things are coming up when you're talking about this. And first, I want to say that I resonate with intimacy, having intimacy in our brand and building that intimacy. And first of all, when I heard that before, like in the beginning, I thought it's just about, you know, relationships and sex and things like that. But it's not. You can create that intimacy in your brand. And this is what I deeply desire, creating that intimacy with my clients. And it means so much to me. And when we create that intimacy, we are so able to leave that noise. Because when I think about it, it's like I can just have this beautiful, deep relationship 
with my clients and not focus on the numbers. And that's why it's so important that just other aspect of intimacy, because intimacy has so many aspects. One of the aspects that I really love to include in my business, and it means a lot, and it really helped me to lead that focusing on the numbers. So that is um, such a good thing. And also when it comes to, uh, as you said, thinking about why did you even start this business at, at the first place? And I had to remind myself of that a lot because, you know, in the journey, I was so excited to start a business and so excited to be surrounded with so many successful people that I lost myself. And we have to be honest coaching community is talking a lot about money and money is not wrong it's not a bad thing and it's just it's a beautiful energy but I feel like our coaching community is obsessed a little bit about money and we are often forgetting that we are helping people to change lives we are helping them to transform lives and what I see is that we are mostly celebrating money wins and that transformation is not so important anymore and why is that I'm asking myself like why is that why have we lost our purposes so much to money and thinking about that money is the ultimate power money is something that helps us to I don't know look more worthy or better or more valuable or you know some kind of a number that will help us to determine our worth, which is completely absurd thing. And all of us know that that is not connected. But again, when we look at it, this is what we are doing. Do you see that? I see that a lot, especially more in the business coaching communities. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk too much, in my opinion, too much about money about no. money wins. And so there's a couple of things that I come up for me. I heard you speak. One of it is, of course, a lot of people believe that when they will get the money, they'll get the life of their dreams and they'll get to feel happy. And that is not true. <laughs> Simply put, I think money is an amplifier. Basically, what is here in your body right now, that's what you're going to get when you have more money, but then times 10. So if the way you're feeling now is not good, the way you're feeling in your body is, I don't know, anxious, depressed, not at ease, busy, stressed, that's what you're going to get, but then 10 times worse when you get more money on your hands. So the real work is, can you go in your body and start healing now? Can you go in your body and start releasing the patterns now? Because this is where it all starts. And the funny thing is that people get it the other way around. They think I will get money so that I can feel better, but it's not true. You feel better first so that you can build a life that is more in alignment with your inner world. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is also about what you said there about transformation. So everybody can call themselves a coach right now, whether they are trained to do anything or not. And Unfortunately, some people are very good at marketing themselves, but when it comes to the real work and the real transformation they, they give their clients, I think that we need to be also a little bit in integrity around what we ask for the transformation. That was for me as well. Like instead of 
focusing on investing hundreds and thousands of dollars in coaching around business and marketing, I shouldn't forget to invest money in, first of all, my own embodiment of what I'm teaching. And second of all, keep growing my skills, keep getting sharper so that the people who come in my containers and pay those hundreds of dollars actually get the transformation that they came here to get. Yeah, definitely. It's coming back to me, you know, when I was investing first few years, first, I think two years I was investing to get my business working and not to actually grow as a person and as a soul in a way, right? And actually be embodiment of my work. I was so focused on the business and learning the strategies that I lost myself with that basically. And I put this business coaching on the pedestal and I thought this is what I like, oh, this is a holy grail. I want to do that. And when I get to be a business coach, then I will succeed because that is so much better than just like mindset coaching or manifestation coaching. And that is so, so crazy because, you know, I went on that path and I'm brought back again to not just mindset, because mindset is focusing on your thoughts and your mind and but going beyond that going to the level of soul and really like healing that part of you and um, your emotions and rising above the thought and being really present in your life you know this is something that I'm really focusing on right now and something that I want to focus with my clients and your area is intimacy and I love that and you really beautifully connect intimacy with the business and with the money and I saw you not so long ago talking about how you want to teach more about strategies did that change do you still have that desire Mm. so that's a good question uh thank you for bringing that up so there is a yes and a no I think that the yes comes from the fact that I desire to empower people who just started their business, so beginner entrepreneurs, to know, okay, what what do I need in order to get this business started? But from a place of, okay, can I connect to my purpose and create a signature offer as in that is poured out by my soul and know how to put that out there and sell it so that they can attract more clients and actually build their businesses. So that's something that... I've been feeling called to do, especially knowing that as a beginner entrepreneur is really difficult to get off the ground, you know, because most of us don't start our businesses with thousands of dollars in our bank accounts. At least I didn't. And it was really tough to do it on my own. Of course, the journey of doing it on my own a lot until I started getting more money to invest in mentors also taught me a lot about myself and again this intimacy part in business so it was difficult and at the same time I learned so much about myself and about life and business while building this business in the way I did but I do imagine that not everybody has to go through this journey we all here to learn very different things and some people don't need to go through that struggle So I decided to offer this business VIP. That's the only thing I do. And at the moment with business, like a VIP day where it's for like a not a a large sum so that beginner entrepreneurs can actually 
get everything they need in the first six to 12 months of business. So that's something that I do. And I teach that with pleasure because I think it's so important. But either than that, I work a lot with couples, relationships, but also sexuality and a lot around trauma and empowerment, healing from trauma. Because, I mean, as you see, the world is crazy right now. And uh, women's rights are being sort of like, almost like we're going backwards and not forward. And it's like a deep fire in my belly to help these women reclaim what has been stolen from them. Like, you know, women who have gone through sexual trauma, women who are mistreated by our society and to heal and rebuild themselves and gain that power back because that is what it really is about. Sexual healing is around reclaiming our power as women. Oh my God, this is such a powerful work. Incredible, actually. And many people need that. And thank you so much for doing that. And I love how you connect that to business. And as you said, helping um, beginners to have everything they need in that first year. And, you know, when I think back, like, oh, my God, I wish I had that. But I was in a place where I probably would not even hear you because I was so focused on like getting money. Right. But I think we all go through this journey. And as you said, not everybody needs to struggle. But I did. And I really needed that to learn and to be where I am right now. And even though it's not easy and I feel like I'm starting all over, like I'm starting from the beginning, basically, that is how it feels to me. Like I did this releasing these trapped emotions healing yesterday with my friend. And it was like the first session that I did with another person. And it was like, I'm celebrating that. And my ego would tell me like, like, why are you celebrating that? This is like the beginning. It's the first thing like, oh, like it's nothing to celebrate. It's not big, you know. And I'm so happy that I can actually celebrate that. There is no more shame. And I feel like we carry so much shame in our bodies, in our business, with money, with everything. We carry so much shame. We are so ashamed of where we are, that we are not further along. And releasing that can help us and really unlock us to this whole another level. I love to hear that. And I, I've followed your story around the ego death. So I'm also really happy that we are talking about it right now. And I really understand what you're saying, that sometimes when this ego falls, it's almost like, who am I even? And it just feels like you're starting over again, um, which can be really, really confusing and painful. And I also believe that once that period is gone, or you're over that that period, the lessons that you learn before are not going to be in vain, but they're going to serve you to, yeah, propel yourself into this newfound purpose. And I love that you're starting to offer these sessions of uh, releasing trapped emotions because it's so powerful. Like, this is what it is about, right? So to release those long-held wounds and pains that holds us back from living our fullest life yeah I, I love it and um, actually it really helps me going through this ego that to realize that I need to do healing work 
because before I thought, well, healing work, okay, but it's not that important as because people want more tangible stuff. They want more material stuff. And I was so afraid that if I offer this, then again, like I will not be successful and people don't want this. It's not important. But as I am rising, right, and my level of consciousness is rising and awakening more and more, there's so many people who are going through the same path that need this work. And if healers are listening to this, and I know they are, there there are a couple of healers in my world that are listening to this, and I know working with healers too, that some of them used to really struggle with really wanting to help everyone at first, and then to actually know that they can be successful with this work. And that is so important. That was like my main resistance too, because I, you know, while going through this sort of like ego death and stop chasing the money and and what you said, I didn't know really who I was anymore. And I was in deep um, conversation with some soul sisters of mine. And she said to me some, and she's like, she's a medicine woman so she she knows my heart like no other business coach or anyone else that I worked with ever will know but she said to me Diana you are a healer stop trying to pretend that you're something else you are a healer and that touched me so much and at the same time there was so much resistance because in my eyes a healer will never be successful right and I still am with this mindset blocks around, okay, how, how much money can I charge for this work? Because it's actually very crucial work. It's not a luxury. You know, when you have women in your containers that have been through such horrible experiences. And you know what? These people, when they invest, it's just like my heart expands for them because it's almost like taking back their power, investing in themselves. And I don't know. It's just so different. It's so different. Like I feel these people. I feel the passion and the fire they have for healing. And it's different than when some people come with business stuff. Not that, you know, it's not about better or worse. It's just that Mm -hmm. for me, my heart, my soul is just like, yes, I want to do this work. It's just, but yeah, I, I really, I really understand that that mindset block around healers don't make money, but it's not true. And also, charging high ticket is not the only way to make money. There can be so many ways in which you can uh, serve the masses with your healing work and be really well paid for it. Wow, exactly. Something that came up when you said that is realizing that I had this belief, actually, is a huge block that when I charge high ticket, that that means that I'm successful and better than charging low ticket and I'm giving more value. I'm basically better when I'm doing that. And that is realizing that is just knowing that it's coming from ego. It's just ego wanting to be satisfied, ego just wanting to be better than other people and be important and be powerful and feel powerful And it's a good thing that when you go through this and when you realize, and I think it's this path of awareness, everything is like I'm walking today from gym to my um, apartment and thinking, 
awareness is everything. <laughs> like awareness is the key because when we are aware of our behaviors, our thoughts, our beliefs, then things start to change. And I know I'm like going off topic right now, but something that comes up and I think it's really important to mention that. Yeah, totally. I mean, becoming aware is really the first step to everything. It's almost like, you know, the veils are starting to lift mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you start seeing clear and you start getting this discernment, what is true to me and what is not. And that's also what I've been having, you know, with what you said in the beginning, mentors. And I realized that I used to put mentors on a certain pedestal and that yeah. everything they did, if they did a wrong step, it would disappoint me because my foundation of my own beliefs were so shaky that they were attached and based on these people being perfect and that's not that's not how it should be everybody's human everybody make mistakes and it's our responsibility to become aware and discern what is our truth so yes awareness and then embodiment of that awareness mm -hmm. as well because sometimes and I notice that in myself I can be very well aware of one of my patterns and still choose to ignore it <laughs> So doing the doing the work around embodying and really deeply understanding these patterns, where they come from and how can you release them in a safe way, it's really important. Mm, totally. And with the healing work, it's oof, it's so important to do that. I was also like that, putting uh, my mentors on the pedestal and thinking because I thought that they're so perfect then. I have to be perfect too. And when you do that, when you think that you have to be perfect, it's so hard when you make a mistake. You're so hard on yourself. And all these journeys, like big part of it is like self-suiting, being good to yourself, realizing that and really being aware and also As, as you said, embodying, embodying your work. I think that is the most important thing when it comes to the business, especially being embodiment of your work, because knowing something, you can know a lot of things theoretically, right? You can tell everything. You can just like talk and talk and talk. But if you're not living that, like what, what is the point? People will feel that and um, they will not resonate with that because they feel your energy. And yeah, it's it's so important, that path of embodiment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, big part of your work and, as an entrepreneur is and big part of your marketing is your embodiment and your energy, because people can feel your embodiment. It's not something you can fake, like you can have all the right words and you can have all the marketing strategies and still might not feel happy for in your work because you're still not attracting the right people as you're not embodying what you're teaching. So I think it's huge. And I really, I used to hear this one before uh, this quote, but I was like, ugh, you know, like trying to ignore it. And I really believed, believe it now that your biggest marketing tool is your skills and your embodiment of your work. Like, honestly, like, People who work with you, if you offer transformation, they will talk. They will talk about you. They will tell their friends about you. They will tell their relatives. If you deliver transformation, there is no way that you're not going to succeed. Whatever you're doing, a healer, a business coach, whatever you're doing, 
if you deliver quality and embody the work that you're doing, it's uh, it's almost like inevitable that your that people will want your medicine. And yeah, the healing medicine is more needed than ever right now. And I think it's really the right moment to be a healer. <laughs> it's really a good moment to be a healer because I think that in the past people had some sort of like taboo around doing the healing work, but now people are waking up. They're starting to understand that they're not here just to survive, but that they're here to thrive and they are tired of sitting in the dark and people are doing the work. More and more people are starting to do the work and people are realizing how much the work it is important. Exactly. Uh, because people are awakening. They need that. And I had to also realize that, of course, my audience will be shifting and I cannot speak to the same audience, basically, as I was speaking before, because it was mostly talking about more tangible stuff. And now it's more about healing and not just in business, because I do tend to talk a lot about that because I'm always brought back to that topic because, you know, starting a business for me was this whole spiritual journey, self-development journey. And without it, I would not be here. I would not have all these awakenings and work on myself if it wasn't for business. So I do realize that I have to also connect this to business a little bit. But it's so important, as you said, this healing work right now, because people are waking up and they do need that. And like we as healers, we also have to talk to people who will understand that and who are at that level of understanding that and really actually desiring that healing and knowing how this will impact their life and not just chase another goal or chase more money or more clients in their business. Yeah. And you know what? As you were saying this, I was thinking about I've seen so many entrepreneurs, people that I used to look up to. Actually, in the last week, I've seen many of them talking about them being tired about keeping up the face on social media. Mm -hmm. So I think that people are starting to understand that money is not everything. And a lot of the people that you see, you know, social media is so elusive and social media is you you can show whatever you want there so looking at people up there at the top from our perspective you don't know what they're going through and really lately I've been seeing quite a few big names coming out and speaking to this and that is for me like ah okay so it's you know almost a confirmation that my true was already there way before these people realize this and it's almost like yes see stay true to yourself stay true to yourself because what you're seeing on social media is not the truth and more entrepreneurs than what we can imagine probably are going through this and sooner or later you're going to see more of them did you have that experience actually i've seen it all over my social media this last week yeah absolutely yeah definitely and you're so on point with that, so on point, because like I'm seeing that too. And every time I see that, it's like just a confirmation that I am on the right path and that I should stay here. And every time like I'm maybe steering off a little bit, like listening to my ego instead of my soul, 
I'm brought back to like, look at this. You're doing the right work. You're going on the right path. Stay true to yourself. Believe in yourself. And it's just like, okay, I am doing good. And like even being in the energy of people who are doing this work, like you and uh, some of my other soul sisters, they're like really helping me to know this and really understand this and trust myself. And it's like this universe is telling me and giving me this sign like, yes, you are doing right. You're doing okay. This is where you are supposed to be every time that you lose yourself. It's very hard and you, you try to be someone that you're not. And um, there is no a lot of growth in that until you actually start to be aware of that. And like life shakes you up a little bit and you maybe go through a spiritual awakening again and ego that to realize like oh this is not what I'm supposed to do. This is not what I truly want. And um, yeah, more people are waking up and seeing that and. I'm really celebrating that. I'm really happy to see that. And yeah, it's really a good thing. Like really makes me happy uh, to see that, even though it can be really painful when you're going through that. And for me, for example, uh, it was so painful to realize that some things that I don't want anymore and that's okay. And, uh, you know, your ego starts to question like, who am I without these desires? Did you go through something similar? Absolutely. Especially letting go of that the huge money goals and the luxurious lifestyle that I was envisioning for myself. Not to say that they are bad or not to say that they might never come because they might. But just letting go of the grip, mm -hmm. the grip Absolutely. that I was having. That was really painful because it's like, oh, my God, if I really let go, it might never happen. And yeah, who am I in this life if I let go of those desires? So almost like mm. mourning that identity mm. and mourning those desires. That's like a, such a normal <laughs> moment. And also realizing because, you know, under that grip, there is the reality and the inner truth of what's meant to me will come for me. So, and I also believe that we're all worthy of a beautiful lifestyle with luxury, whatever that means to every individual. And that's also an important part. What does luxury mean to you? Because maybe for somebody, it would be in living in a huge villa and driving an expensive car. And maybe for some other people, it would be to be in the dirt with their hands in it, gathering plants on the land and on the field, right? So, it's really about that freedom and what does freedom mean to you and re coming back to that truth. So it's not about desiring that. We all deserve that because we are so deserving of freedom and abundance. Just realizing what does that mean to me instead of looking at another person and calibrating to their uh, truth around luxury and abundance, go inside. What does it mean to you? When does your system take a deep exhale? And instead, focusing on building that, not what you think you should be having. Mm, you described that so beautifully. And something that came up to me was like, when you start to listen to others and they have their own idea of success and luxury. But when you think about it, is that even their idea or they're also picking that up from someone else, right? 
like what do you actually want and as you said not having that grip of that desire like luxury whatever can happen and huge success can happen like we are all open to it and we all deserve that abundance in our lives and we deserve to have everything that we want right but when you let that go like you're not attached you don't put that pressure on yourself you don't create that meaning about yourself and it's not coming from the ego there are so many like spiritual teachers out there who are so awakened and they're talking about all this and they're creating success right with talking about this they're well known they make a lot of money but they're are not attached to that money it doesn't mean anything about them it's just like money comes naturally because who they are because they're at that frequency of just attracting more abundance into their life and it's not like oh i am so successful because i have this money or this big audience it's like something that happens naturally but i can be at peace even though i don't have that and i can be truly happy and i can find that joy and doesn't mean anything about me i think that we create these meanings about ourselves too much what is even success and like my, like having these conversations between my soul and my ego and my soul telling me like why do i even desire this success like what does this mean what is success even like why is so important to have that because to a soul if we are getting really spiritual it doesn't mean anything the material things right don't mean anything to a soul when you leave this body you will not take that money with you <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, I love that. And that comes back to what we were speaking about before that, you know, like that level of abundance that you want is available to you right now because that's who you are. You know, and of course there's the blockages that you might experience is because of old traumas and experiences that you've picked up in this lifetime and some may say also in different lifetimes. Right. So the, all of these things that are keeping you from feeling that freedom and that abundance can be released. And that's definitely the healing work. But it is available right now. Right. Money amplifies. It doesn't create. And money is just a sort of like a nice byproduct of you becoming who you were always meant to become and being empowered and in your power and doing what you're passionate about, speaking your truth, just being you in the world. Absolutely. And something that I want to say here is that even though you can make a lot of money when you are not aligned with who you are, you can certainly do that. And when you do make money, it doesn't mean that now you are aligned, right? It doesn't mean that you are on the right path. When you are happy, when you are at peace with yourself and when you're okay with the present moment, this is when you realize, am I on the right path? Am I being myself? Am I aligned? Right? It doesn't mean that you have to have this money. Yeah. I love that so much. I think, indeed, you can make money without being aligned. And the way you know that you're not being aligned is that something feels off and you're not feeling happy. You're feeling burnt out, right? So that's also the burnout. Like if you do what your soul is here to do, you will never get burnout because of course, unless you're totally abusing your boundaries, right? So that's an, a different topic that I think is very 
here for healers, especially we some I think that's like a common thread. We give, 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 and we don't know how to set boundaries. And also money is a sort of energy that we get back for our work in order to support ourselves and to be able to do this work that we so deeply uh, love into this world. But if you do that and you have proper boundaries, you can't get burned out because you're so aligned. You're so in your body that you know when you start to overwork. And also the work that you're doing gives you so much energy. At least that's my experience with some of my work that I do. Mm, yeah. And something that came up for me is when you were saying that discovering that work, what is that work for you? Like, what do you actually truly want? Like, what is my purpose? Like a lot of people can ask you, ask themselves, like, what is my purpose? And you're always discovering your purpose and it's always like it can change and shift as you grow and that's completely normal so I don't want people to judge themselves when they are shifting direction and think that they were not aligned before or that this is better or that is worse because we are always growing and you know I can look at myself and look at my past business and my past direction and say like oh I was not aligned I did not know where I was going and judge myself but it was aligned at that time and it served a purpose and it helped some people but it also helped me a lot to reach the next level right to awaken in a way and realize what I want to do next because like Eckhart Tolle always says like your purpose is living in the present, being in the present moment. So yeah, that is like a totally different view of purpose. But it's it's so true. When you are a present in the present moment, you're actually living, right? You're actually being in your purpose deeply. And what you do is just have an extension of a being a human being too. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that's so, such an important thing that you touched there, that purpose can shift and grow. And yeah, I wouldn't want people who are listening to this to feel that shame or guilt around things that they may have done out of alignment. And just know that whatever you did served a purpose as well, a purpose of bringing you closer to your truth and I mean, it's not like this truth will stay constant throughout your life. This truth will shift with your experiences, with your soul maturing and, you know, getting the lessons that it came here to get. And it's totally okay. I always love to think you can teach from right now what is true right now and discerning what is your truth and what is other people's truth and allowing this truth to grow, to shape you, to evolve you i love that question what is your truth right now mm, it really makes you think but it's also like for me it's like removing that pressure of i have to be so clear on everything you know especially when you're going through like ego death and spiritual awakening you're not clear like you, you have no idea where you're going. You don't know who you are. When you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going, right? So it's hard to be in that place, but there is a reason why we are here to rediscover and go deeper and be closer to our essence in a way. I'm always like struggling to find 
the words, how to describe this experience, because it's so different, right? It's so, I don't know how to even say that, like metaphysical, spiritual, out of your body, energetic, right? So it's really hard to to describe this, but I think, like, you know what I'm talking about, people who went through, they know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been through spiritual awakening and ego death, that's okay, because you probably will experience that in your life. In a way, there is always like, it's so unique, it's so different to people. So when you go through that experience, you know then what we are talking about. So yeah, it's really hard to explain, but in a way you do know. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes we can ignore it because we are so used mm-hmm. to numbing. So I think that it can come to certain people in very different ways. But maybe some for you, it's something that, you know, this gut feeling that you've been having about a job or a relationship and that is like, it's not good for me. It's not aligned. It's not aligned. And maybe you're ignoring it because it's the safest way to stay into that in that identity or at least in the moment, it sounds like the safest alternative to stay in that reality and that identity. And, you know, like sometimes these big transitions that happen when you take a decision to end that relationship or quit that job or move to a different country because your soul is pulling you. It's so, like you said, it's so difficult. It's almost to me, as I envision it, it's like you're back in the womb again, right? It, there's nothing. There's nothing anymore. You're like empty, you're not as in soulless, but you're empty of your layers. You're like naked. And sometimes the mind really struggles with that because the mind feels really safe to attach identities to a certain state. And that's why it is so difficult for so many of us to go through that. I love that description so much. Being again in the womb and feeling um, empty and stripped away from your layers, from your identity, basically. And then you feel empty when you don't have that identity. Exactly. What I realize is that it's hard because the ego fights back. And ego wants identity. It's not your soul who wants identity. It's the ego that wants identity, right? Because then it feels safe. Then it feels strong. And then it's winning, when you're like so attached to a certain identity and who you actually are. Well, when you think about it, it's not who you as essence, as soul are. It's just that mind made thing called ego. And I do love to talk about this because it's really helping me to to realize some things about the whole experience of being a human being, basically. Yeah. I love that. And something I want to add is not that ego is not bad. Like just again, what, what I teach in my work is about everything is a relationship, starting with the one you have with you and the different parts of yourself. So recognizing that ego is pulling you and pushing you certain ways and the way you choose, because when you're not your ego anymore, your consciousness and you can choose How do I relate to this ego of mine? How do I want, what meaning do I want to make of it? And how do I want to move through the world, right? We, we, we live in 3D. We, we are living here on this earth and you need the ego in the end. It's not there for no reason. 
is there to help you survive in the world. But when you recognize that you're more than your ego, you can relate to it differently and you can, you're no longer controlled by it. So it's not running your life anymore. Mm. And I think that's important to recognize that it's not a bad thing. Just like everything in life is how do you relate to it? Mm, absolutely. I love that you said that um, because having ego means that we are human beings. Like every human being has an ego, but you awaken when you realize that you are not your ego, you are not your thoughts, your experiences, your emotions. You're not that. You are so much more than that. And then you are becoming that watcher who, are, who is watching those emotions, who, are, who is not identifying with them so much anymore and realizing it doesn't mean anything about you. And you are able to release those stories about yourself and in a way, this is where the biggest healing happens. That is my opinion. That is how I see it. It, it really helped me. Like going through this uh, spiritual awakening right now, it really helped me to heal some things and to let go of some things and let go of some even limiting beliefs and my blocks when I release certain emotions and when I released uh, certain goals that were not even mine. And it really helped me to heal that relationship with myself, basically, and seeing myself in a different light. I love that so much. It's what you said, right? It's about realizing it. And I actually love to relate to every part of myself with love and compassion, knowing that every single part has a purpose and every single part played a purpose in my life at, at a certain moment. Even though it, for my mind, you don't really understand what is it still doing in your life. And to me, in those moments, it means that maybe it's still serving a purpose. So I really ask myself, is this part of me ready to go? Or is there something else, something somewhere else where I don't feel safe? So that's the same for ego. I love to relate to my ego with love. In the end, it protects my human experience and it wants the best for me, right? Like that's why it wants the seven figures. That's why it wants the luxury, right? Because <laughs> it wants me to live a beautiful, abundant life. That's the need at the core of it is that's the need. It's just that the ways in which it does it is not the most, not serving me the best, right? <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. The way that it does it, it's not that like helicopter parent, you know, like, oh, I have to watch you all the time so you don't make a mistake, right? And as you say, it serves a purpose. And I was like walking home from a gym today and I was listening to this song that really, as I said, it helped me to realize that awareness is everything. The song is called Diamonds and Demons. And it's talking about how every part of you serves a purpose. It's beautiful. Like your darkness is also a beautiful thing. It serves a purpose. It helps you awaken it. You can accept it, you can love it, you can give it love, and it helps you heal in a way. Like even demons can be diamonds when you think about it. Having and realizing and seeing your shadow, it's a normal thing. It's everybody has the shadow, everybody has those things that are not so happy about to have, but we can give it love and we can see 
how it serves us in a way and we can transmute this energy in something really good into love into something positive and then it births something from yeah. this experience when you actually look at your shadow and when you go through some dark experiences in your life you can transmute it and birth something beautiful oh i love this so much what you're saying and you know i think that the big part of the issues that we have in our world right now is because people don't want to look at their own darkness because they believe that if they notice a part of about them that is dark, that makes them bad people and nobody wants to realize that they're bad people. But looking at your darkness and realizing that you have it, it's only an opportunity to transmute it. So we live our lives with blinders on that we don't, we don't want to look at the ugly in life. Like, we don't want to look at kids starving in the in certain countries. We don't want to look at animals dying. We don't want to look at the Amazon burning. We don't want to look at the rape culture that we're in. We don't want to look at the sexual shadow. We don't want to look at any of that because it makes us as humanity uncomfortable. And it is deeply uncomfortable, but you cannot transform the world without looking at that and mourning it, like feel the pain. What does it really mean? to have this in our world? What does it really mean to have this inside of you? And what is the cost of your ignorance? What is your, the cost of you looking away from that? It's huge. And sometimes it indirectly kills and destroys the world and the planet. And looking at your shadow is the one thing that you can do. It's the most important thing that you can do in order to make this world a better place. Because the moment you are okay with your shadow and your shadow is integrated and you have transmuted your shadow, that's when you can help your environment to do the same. And it's the ripple effect. You are so on point. I love this so much. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for Putting it so beautifully into words, something that comes up is like if we don't know the darkness, if we don't look at the darkness, we don't know what the light is. If you're constantly looking at the light, you don't realize what the light is. You cannot even put it into words. There is always that duality and it serves that beautiful purpose. There is no light without darkness. And, you know, as I was going through like my first ayahuasca experience, it was the message that she said to me was, you first have to look at the dark and then the light will come. And you first have to look at that, even though it's so uncomfortable, you cannot know the light, you cannot know that love and that motherly energy and that beautiful side of yourself without looking at that dark. And you have to work through that dark to transmute that energy yeah because without it there is no light i love that so much because usually your light is i think that you know we are of course we live in a world of duality and there is dark and light dark doesn't mean bad light doesn't mean good right when you think about it that way but in inside of our psyche i think in our bodies i think these darkness these shadows they create as a way to protect you it happens when you're, we are really young and we don't get the love that we deserve and we start creating opinions about ourselves through the lens of our parents and the society that we live in. 
And those beliefs are so painful that you're going to bring them to the deepest, most hidden part of your consciousness because they're too hard to for you to comprehend as a little human into this world. And that's when you start creating a false self, what they call it in psychology, the false self. And, you know, like you're trying to live this false self, but it's never complete. You feel empty. You feel numb. And at the same time, looking at that darkness, the, the system that you've created to keep you alive, those deep hidden beliefs about yourself that were created through the lens of your parents and your society in the society are so painful to look at. So you avoid it. But actually, you cannot experience yourself as the fullness of who you are if you don't look at those and know that they are not true. It is not true. The things that you tell yourself about yourself, the things that your parents thought about you when you were young, the things that society thought about you when you were young, they're all man-made ideas and they're not true. And yet it's painful to look at them because they are so deeply ingrained. However, you cannot experience true freedom before you look at them. You can just not do it. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I think we carry so much shame around our darkness around our shadow and when we have that shame it's really hard to actually look at the shadow and even to admit that we have that part of us ourselves and when you don't do that it's really hard to heal it when you don't carry that shame it's so easy to tell the world who you are and show the world who you are and it helps you to remove that pressure I think this is what you said. It's really a beautiful way to wrap this up, this topic that we can really like heal this and it serves a purpose. And it's a good thing, actually, to have that shadow, that darkness, because it helps us to grow and it's here for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so any last words that you want to say about this topic or maybe address our healers, our uh, entrepreneurs, women, everybody who's listening to this? Yeah, (laughs) thank you for that opportunity. I um, believe strongly that this is the time to be a healer. The world is waking up to these things. The world is tired of living in fake and false images of of themselves and the world is actually really collapsing right so if you look at all the things that are happening in the world it's a crazy circus right now and our work is more needed than ever so if you feel the call to do this work don't be afraid of not being successful I think as a healer you also have to integrate your shadow about maybe giving too much and not having boundaries and all of the things and learning that your work is so precious and it deserves money and it deserves for you to ask for what you need and you deserve to be so fully supported and it will happen. So yeah, my image of an empowered world is women getting into their powers, connecting to their sacred mission. You know, our sacred and ancient abilities to heal the earth connecting with the earth connecting with our souls and connecting with the souls of other people so yeah let's heal and it's the time to do this work Mm, beautiful message oh beautiful 
So thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you because I know after this, people will want to binge on your content <laughs> because it's so good. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, so my main platform is Instagram. Uh, you can find me at the Diana Choka. That's my uh, Instagram name. Okay, beautiful. I will put all the links in the show notes so people can find you. And uh, what is the work that you're offering right now? If people feel called to really work with you. Thank you for asking that. So I, I have three main offerings right now. One is for women to heal all things sexuality around sexual trauma, but also really this work is so deep. So we work on sexuality, but we touch upon every aspect of your being with this work. That's why I do it because sexual sexuality work is just so deep, right? So we touch upon uh, childhood traumas or developmental trauma. We touch around empowerment, your reclaiming this power into this world and walking the earth as an empowered human being. Uh, then I do a, a relationship coaching because that's one of my passion to help people heal through their through relationship and shed the old limiting beliefs of what it means to have to be in per partnership, especially long term monogamous partnership and really have that deep love with another human being and but also passion and fire and eroticism and all the beautiful things. And the third thing that I do is those VIP sessions around business. And that's really for people who just started their business or they started for a while, but they've never really gotten clarity. So we work around all the things you need to know in your first six to 12 months of business, purpose, building a signature offer, and all the systems that you need in place for that reason. I adore this so much. Thank you so much for actually doing this work. Not many people can do this, actually. It's mm -hmm. such a deep work. It's such a healing work. And thank you so much for doing this. It's so needed. And what I want to say is that, yeah, I'm also transitioning into more healing work. You know, I do a lot of feminine embodiment when it comes to not just business and money, but also like through life and living the life and in the relationships too. But also I want to add more healing aspects of like releasing the trapped emotions from your body. And this is something that I will add into my one-on-one -on -one work right now. And maybe even offer some sessions that will be like one-off sessions, just releasing these trapped emotions from the body. And we will see uh, how this will develop. And what I said on social media is that I really want to offer maybe some sessions or some coaching around going through spiritual awakenings and ego death and dark night of the soul, because it can be really hard period. Because, you know, when you're really like starting to wake up spiritually it's that confusing time that you don't know who you are anymore and even sometimes your friends don't resonate with you anymore and a family and it's sometimes it feels like you're so alone people don't understand you the world doesn't make any sense anymore and I think people really do need support when it comes to that but everything that is coming will be on my social medias. I'm on Instagram stories the most of the time, like everything is on there. 
at the Liberation Queen, and I'm also on Facebook. Like, I really also have to sit with myself to understand what is something that I really want to offer because I don't want to just go from my head. I really want to channel this and be really grounded with this. Oh, so, yeah. Thank you, Diana, for being my guest. I love this topic and I'm so happy that I have someone to really connect on this because, you know, as I said before, I felt so alone after going through this like people will not understand me and I see that that is not true there's so many people that are waking up and thank you so much for sharing your own experience uh, thank you guys for listening and I will speak to you in the next one bye thank you for listening to the liberation queen podcast if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please subscribe so you don't miss it to soak up more inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Anna Marie Janish, or you can even tag me in your stories while you're listening. All information and links will be in the show notes, and I'll speak to you in the next episode.